0: You are listening to a Sunday Sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ in others, and grows together in our faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the third Sunday of Easter, April 26, 2020, by the Rev. Steve Best, Associate for Couples and Family Life at St. Thomas. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Christ. Now on that same day, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him, And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? Jesus asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth who was a prophet mighty indeed in word before God and all the people and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified them. But we had hoped, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes. And besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, Some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, Oh, how foolish you are. but they urged him strongly saying, stay with us because it's almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it. He gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us when he was talking to us on the road? while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I have to admit, I'm horrible with directions, and I'm prone to getting lost. There was a time when I was up on a hike, a Boy Scout hike, in the beautiful Olympics, deep in the woods, and I got the harebrained idea of going on a solo hike adventure, I thought, after dark, after dinner. It wasn't long before I was completely lost, and I broke every Boy Scout rule. I had no companion. I had no, definitely no uh, compass and no flashlight. I could not wait for the rescue uh, squad to find me. And fortunately, I think the Scoutmaster delayed a few minutes, just four point to be made. And then down the trail, I saw flashlights coming my way. Couldn't have been happier to be rescued. There are many more serious examples in my life where I felt that I was indeed traveling in the wrong direction. Perhaps you've had some of these experiences as well. If so, then this story from the Gospel of Luke is for you. I've always had a soft spot for these two travelers. These two travelers who are on this road, they didn't know at the time that they needed a round-trip ticket back to Jerusalem. I believe that they're on their way on their way on a road marked by tears. It's a bit of a mystery about who they really are, but the Ark has a major, major role in today's story. Now, one is Cleopas, and the other is unnamed. My imagination goes to the other unnamed traveler as being a woman. It's easy for me to imagine that in ancient times, to see a husband and wife inviting Jesus into their home, and offering dinner to him, a gift of hospitality. There is no doubt that they were deep spiritual companions. They weren't afraid to reveal their vulnerability to each other, and ultimately their joy and courage is revealed in their adversity. I don't blame the mysterious couple, one bit for trying to return to Emmaus, their home, a safer place to bury their hopes than on the streets of a chaotic Jerusalem. We all know what it's like to be able and willing and trying at least to flee from danger. When we've been kicked so hard by the losses and the tragedies of our lives that we can hardly keep our breath. The pain has knocked the wind out of us. Perhaps it was the death of a long-held dream, the ending of a career, a troubled marriage, a good friend that no longer communicates with us, or maybe even our health. Can you hear the sorrow in their voices? We were hoping, we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem and liberate Israel. The irony is that Jesus' hope incarnate was walking right alongside them all the way along, all the way along to Emmaus, the whole seven miles. They don't even know it to the very end. In our church's wedding liturgy, there's a beautiful prayer for companionship in the context of a newly married couple. O Lord, give this couple wisdom and devotion in the ordering of their common life, that each may be to the other a strength in need, a counselor in perplexity, a comfort in sorrow, and a companion in joy. This wisdom, this strength, this comfort, this joy is what God promises to all of us, the original disciples, and to us. Be it two doctors working side by side in the care of a patient, a sister helping her distressed brother with math, two friends who bear their souls over a glass of wine. God desires to provide for us companionship, regardless of our age or gender or marital status. God has created us for relationship, and that is clear from the moment God began creation, as recorded in the book of Genesis, when God noted that human beings were vulnerable to loneliness. The fact, uh, this fact, this need uh, need to avoid loneliness and find companionship is one of the things that is hardest for us to endure these present times. But as the beloved couple in today's story soon discovered, they really were never alone. They only thought they were. Even though Jesus had died on the cross, he had not abandoned them, he had come back, and he was with them. Though he was traveling incognito, he was the hidden Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna get right out with it. Sometimes I think Jesus is downright sneaky. On Easter day, the Feast of the Resurrection, we have come to expect the loud and joyful music of ringing bells, but often God arrives in much subtler ways. Often Jesus slips into our lives when we're distracted, preoccupied, not looking for him, and then so captures our hearts that they burn with an excitement and electricity that reminds us of what we felt with our first love. I love the hidden Jesus, and I cherish him in this Easter season more than any other in my memory reveals that Jesus is often in hiding, and we need to keep our eyes open to see him. Jesus hidden in a humble manger in a backwater town called Bethlehem. Jesus hidden in the heart of a grieving religious leader whose daughter was dying. Jesus hidden in the cup of water offered offered um, offered by a woman from Samaria who was so full of shame. And then Jesus hidden in his many parables about love that take a lifetime to understand. Jesus hidden in the disguise of a criminal hanging on a cross. The hidden Jesus resurrected in a dark tomb when nobody was looking so as to avoid a spectacle. And then one by one, two by two, eleven by eleven, he enters human hearts and captures them with his love. How might we put spiritual companionship into practice? I invite you to continue the tradition that some of us started on Monday Thursday the beginning of a ritual washing and cleansing of hands before dinner, and enjoying a simple meal while discussing scripture, praying and giving thanks, and concluding by offering a blessing to each other. If you're living alone, don't think this doesn't apply to you. If Jesus could walk through the locked doors of an upper room, he can find you and he can dine with you. He is our trustworthy and loyal companion our friend, and our host, and he always picks up the bill. During these trying times, I invite us to take time to celebrate all of the faithful Easter companions that have come into our lives, old and new, partners, spouses, neighbors that now talk to us, at least from afar, our St. Thomas family. These are the people Jesus would reach to and encourage them to walk together on a dusty road, Today, we remember that spiritual companionship in all of its forms is what God promises to us, and he will continue to open our eyes and doors and surprise us with it. Jesus is coming through the back door, and he's eager to reveal his love and companionship, even when it's hidden or disguised. And always remember, Jesus is never spiritually quarantined, and we aren't either. Amen. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website www.stthomasmedina.org. That's a www.stthomasmedina.org.